I often tell the story about an event I was at here a few years ago. It was in a room with 150 or so CEOs, entrepreneurs, small, mid-sized businesses. And the moderator said, I want you to answer, raise your hand to one of these three things that you need more of. One, time. Two, money. Three, clarity. And they counted the votes. What do you think the number one answer was? I will tell you in one minute. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Back to the Bill Kasky podcast. Sorry to tease you like that. But I know everybody loves a good tease occasionally. Lord, you watch Netflix and you watch all the ads and you watch movie trailers. We love to be teased. I am Bill Kasky, your host every week, heading into the new year very soon. And we're going to be doing some, a little bit of rebranding of this podcast, a little bit changes, some things like that. Anyway, glad you're with us. You know, this is the time of year when... I work with a lot of my corporate clients and individual performers, producers. I've got a couple of small group coaching programs you've heard me talk about on this show. And also I do a lot of corporate work too. And this is a time where we start looking at next year and the plans and all that. And one of the areas that I think is the most crucial for high achievers and high performers, and it kind of is, it is the answer to my tease up front, what was the one thing that Uh, I think the number was like 75% of the people picked one thing. And you statisticians know when you have three things to choose from and one is 75%, that dominates. It's clarity. It's clarity. And that's not surprising when you think about all of the... All of the burdens that we have and the uh, options and the inbound and the incoming and people, if you have people, quote unquote, above you, there's always a change of direction. There's always a reorganization. There's always there's always something happening to our external world. And the question becomes, how do we navigate that? And we navigate that through clarity. And sometimes, and often actually, there's no one around us to give us that clarity. It's really up to us. And most listeners to this podcast are at a place in their career and business where you you have the obligation to yourself to create clarity. And so in this episode today, I want to talk about several areas that I think we need to become clear about. And it's one of the business planning elements that we spend a lot of time with this time of year, but really any time of year is when you have a plan, you got to get clear. And so I'm going to share with you what some of these issues are. There are seven of them, probably not going to go through all seven. Uh, This is something that we do in our high achiever program. It's one of the first things we do up front is everybody gets clear. And again, this is a great time of year to do this. So let's start. The number one thing I believe we need to be clear about to really help our confidence and our competence and our conquest of our world and our life design is meaning. What are we doing here? You know, uh, you, you could call that purpose, you could call it meaning, 
but it's the big existential question is, why are you doing what you're doing? What brings you here to this planet? How did you get here? And I don't mean, I don't mean parental fooling around. I don't mean that. I just mean you've got to have some meaning about why you're here. And this has been a struggle for me. And you would think that in the business that I'm in, where I work and coach, train people, that it would be easy. Well, you, surely, Bill, you've got something to do with growth and personal development. And yes, it does. But I think it's even deeper than that. I'm working through some things right now that relate to uh, optimization of our potential, you know, it's, it's this idea of reaching our potential. I don't know that we ever do because there's always another level of potential, but it's optimizing what, what is possible for us. Knowing full well the picture changes as, as we go through life. But this idea of optimization and leveraging our talent, I think that's a bigger thing than just reaching our potential. Reaching our potential is more of a destination, and, and that's okay, but I think it's deeper than that. So I wrestle with this. What's, what's this all about for you, Bill? What's the meaning and the work that you do for companies, for people? What's this all about, Alfie? So that's number one I think you've got to get clear about, is what is this life and this business life about? And there's several questions there. I don't, won't get into all of those there, but you've got to be clear about that. Number two. I think you have to be clear about who you want to become. I, th I see this happening a lot to people. And a person will call me and they'll say, I just got a call here a couple of days ago from an owner of a company. He's got uh, 10, 12 salespeople. And, and we're going to meet next week and talk about a program for 2022. And one of the first things that I do is I need to talk to his people. I mean, he can bring me in and he can pay me a lot of money every month to come in and train the people, but I need to know who in the hell am I working with here? Are these people really into what they do? Are they mailing it in? Are they going through the motions? Is this really what they're doing? Is it a cause that they're worth dying for? Because they are dying for it. Every day we get closer to death, and so we're trading every day for something that we're doing. And my question to you is, what is that? And are you becoming what you want to become in the process? I think we all have careers and jobs that help us become. And the clearer you are about who you want to become, that maybe is different than who you are today. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, look, I am who I am today, but you know what? A year from now, I'd like to be this person I'd like to be a person of higher integrity. I'd like to be a person who earns 50% uh, more money. I'd like to be a person who is more generous with their time when it comes to coaching people and leading my team, whatever, whatever those things are. I don't think there's any shame in saying, I'm happy with who I am today, but I'm growing into this person tomorrow. Clarity. Who is that? What are the attributes of that person that you're growing into? Number three, clear about your value. And I know that most listeners to the podcast are sales professionals or leaders, and it is a game of value. What value do you bring to your customer relationships? How does that transform their world? 
How is their world benefited by the fact that you do what you do in the way that you do it? And if we don't understand that, how in the world are we going to communicate that to our prospects and, and clients and customers? It becomes hard. Somebody says, well, what makes you different? Why should I do business with you? And we stagger and stammer and, you know, kind of wilt back in the corner. Well, you know, we're just as good as this person, but better than that person. I mean, we, we, it's amazing what, we, what I hear when I ask that question. Why should, why should any company give you their money at a 20 30 50% premium? Because a lot of our clients are premium producers or premium sellers. They're not low bid, low, they're not the Walmarts of their industry. No, no offense to Walmart, they're just not. So they're premium houses most of the time. And so you've got to be able to answer that question and really believe it. Not just answer it in a training program. You've really got to believe that. I'm working with a, a customer right now who I've helped them craft their story over the last month or so. And they, they're really they're good at what they do and everything's working well, but the owners realize that the story is getting a little bit worn and out of date. And their story is really vibrant now. And we worked on it for the better part of two months. And that's one of the things that I do for companies is tell the, help you tell the story. Because if each of your people can tell the story and be more efficient and effective at it, whether it's in a face-to-face call, a presentation, a, a LinkedIn video, man, you tell that story well and people will line up to do business with you. So that's part of the value. Being clear on your value is being clear on the story of your value and how you how you declare it and proclaim it. So that's the next part. You just got to be clear about that. The next element of clarity is what I will call life position or life philosophy. You've got to be clear about what your position in life is. You've heard me talk on the podcast about the fundamental shift that we have to make in our mindset. We need to be a person of high intent where we're as focused on what our audience or our customer wants out of our relationship as we are with what we're going to get out of it. Doesn't mean we don't care about what we're going to get. It does. But there's got to be a balance there. And high intent is where we are every bit as concerned about what the customer's pains and problems are and how we're going to leave them at the end of this than we are what we're going to get out of it. So the example there is that's a life position. That's not a sales tactic. That's just who you are in life. Another life position is think the thought of abundance is thinking abundantly. When you, position, when you come at life from a position of thinking from a place of abundance, more things are on the table. You get a lot less anxious. Worry levels go down. Stress goes down. Now, you can't chase everything. If you have 17 things on your plate because you say, man, there's an abundance of opportunity out there. I'm going to chase all 17 this month. Of course not. That's ridiculous. You can't do that. But the abundance mentality is a life position. It's a life philosophy. And it serves you anywhere in life. So becoming clear about those life positions that you have and life philosophies, and that's one thing that we work on in the High Achiever program is getting clear on, I will give you some that I think are useful for you to become more joyful, happier, more successful, and, more, and richer, wealthier, but you also have to decide this for yourself. 
What are some life positions that you have right now that may be holding you back? Like one of your life positions may be, brother, it's all about me. It's all about me. I've got 10 years to make my fortune, and I don't care who I step on, step over, step into. It's all about me and my income. Well, that's a life position. I don't think it's a resourceful one. In fact, I think you will end up going broke with that, if not broken financially, broke with relationships, because you just said you're going to step on over or inside, or I don't know how I said it, of people. Well, at some point, people are going to talk, and they're going to say, "Uh uh-oh, here comes Bill. Look out. I had a relationship with him once, and it didn't turn out well. And at some point, you, you lose any kind of momentum. But the point there is that what is your life position? And if it's not where you want it to be, how do you start to modify that? The last one I'll talk about today, there's several more, but the last one I'll talk about is being clear on what skills you need for your future. One of the things that we do in our personal business planning workshops is I have my client declare what their ideal outcome is for the year. We can do it in income or number of customers, or it's a, it could be a narrative, but it's a very clear, here's where I want to be at the end of the next 12 months. And one of the milestones along that journey from where they are now to where they want to be is what skills do you need? What skills do you need to learn master, become acquainted with, maybe some of these skills you need to outsource. But that's okay. You don't have to be the one that learns them all, but you have to understand what they are. So for example, over the last five years, I would say one skill that we are getting better at, and we still have some work to do, but lots of companies don't even think about it, is graphic skills. I'm not suggesting you turn into a graphic artist or take a course at the local art school. Of course not. I want you to be mindful, though, that graphics matter. How you proclaim your value graphically can make a huge difference in whether people click on the video, click on the email, read the rest of your email. So graphic skills are huge today. And if you don't believe that, and if you don't believe it matters to you, just think about one word. Instagram. Instagram is is all graphics. That's why Facebook paid $40 billion. I don't know what it was, but it's a graphics platform. And really, all of the platforms are graphic now. But Instagram was kind of the original, and they are you know basically graphics only now. So the question is, are you skillful at that? Or maybe there's another one in your world. Decide become clear on what skills do I need to accomplish? The idea that, oh, I'm not good on video, you've heard me say that before, or I don't like the sound of my voice, or I don't have the right microphone, is all BS excuses. You might need to get good at stuff that you're not good at now. You may need to brush up on your skills or reinvent yourself with brand new skills. You may need to do that if you're truly committed to getting to that number or getting to that final outcome, that ideal outcome in the next 12 months. So becoming clear about what that learning needs to do, what the curriculum, how can you create your own personal curriculum? I want to be better on video. I want to be better at graphics. I want to become a better writer because I'm writing so many more emails or whatever those things are. Create your own personal curriculum. 
And when you become clear about those things, it will become obvious what courses to take, what online, what coaching to get, etc. I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, I'm committed to helping you over the next year become better. And I don't think it's about more. I don't think it's about working harder. You know, one of the, uh, I was looking up the other day, the animal that's the most efficient. You know what the most efficient animal is? I thought it was probably a lion or a tiger or a cheetah because they kind of, they kind of, you know, move around the forest. But when they are in search of food and they see food, they're they're very efficient. They don't they don't waste. They're not running around the forest. They go right to the source. But the number one uh, animal for this is the condor. And they've done studies where they look at wing exertion and energy expended for the miles that they go, and the condor is the most efficient animal, according to one study. So maybe we should we should do a special episode on that. Maybe condor experts out there? I'm sure there are. But I'd like to know more about that because I think when we think about efficient and effective and getting from point A to point B in the quickest possible way, the best possible way, I think efficiency really enters into that. So anyway, get clear, get clear, get clear. Hope you enjoyed this. See you next time.